0: Hello, Heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm Tracy Barnett, your host and narrator. Heroes, I had to scramble to get this one together, but I am so, so, so thankful that I was able to get who I was able to get to play with and that we got to play the game that we got to play. You heard me tease it last week, we are playing Sleepaway by Possum Creek Games, written by J. Dragon. Sleepaway is way up there in my all-time favorite games. I absolutely adore it. And one of my first real big editing tasks for OneShot was to edit the first Sleepaway series that we did about a year and a half ago. So when initial recording plans fell through and I had to scramble to pull some friends in, this was my go-to game, and I am so thankful because it turned out to be such a lovely experience. I get to play with Aram Vardian and Brian Gray just a delightful duo, and I really cannot wait for you to hear what we have made. So, I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's get to the show. Hello heroes, and welcome to a new series of Sleepaway. Yes, we have featured this game on the OneShot Podcast Network before. I was lucky enough to edit that audio. It was a, a delightful time. And due to some some scheduling conflicts, I needed to pull something together real quick to get this, uh, this audio into your ears. So I have been joined by two amazingly adaptable and lovely people who are going to play this game with me. First up, we have Aram Vardian. Aram, say hey. Tell the people what you have going on.
1: Hey, uh, my name is Aram, my pronouns are he, him, and I am half of the team that makes the new D&D show Kill Every Monster.
0: Yeah, it is a fantastic podcast. I highly recommend that you go listen to it, especially in, uh, let's see, scheduling-wise, what, 2026 is about when I'll get my episode recorded? because of- <laughs> It'll be before that, I promise. Yeah, they're wow. quick seasons. Yeah.
1: They come fast. But yeah, we have scheduled all the way to season four at this point. It happened very, very yeah, quickly. That's fantastic. It's, it's a great
0: show. Thank you. Uh, if you want to hear, like, I'll just say it, the right way to use some of these monsters that are in the Monster Manual from people who actually care Ooh. about the lore behind them and can tell Wizards of the Coast what they've done wrong, and then get to hear them in action, it's 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 a it's a really really fantastic show. Aram, I have a question for you. What's the wildest thing you've done at summer camp?
1: Okay, so keep in mind. My camp was Camp Hayastan, which was one of two Armenian camps. There was the other camp, which was like the fun camp where everyone went to just have normal camp stuff. Then there was Camp Hayastan, which was kind of the right wing militaristic Armenian camp, right? So it got a little bit more so because my dad was a counselor back in the 70s and he said it was pretty chill. But when he left, it got a little bit more right wing. So while I was there, I helped accidentally uncover a cache of weaponry that some of the more right-leaning Armenians had hidden on the campgrounds that they were going to smuggle to the country of Armenia.
0: <laughs> so, so it was it was an Armenian camp here in the US wherein a cache yes. of weaponry had been, oh my had been secreted in order to smuggle it to Armenia.
1: Yep. About 100 AK-47s and some other stuff.
0: Good. Yeah. <laughs> God. That's incredible. Like, I don't like even know how do you. It wasn't. <laughs> it's like the Goonies, except instead of, uh, you know, musical pirate traps, it's just guns. It was an old,
1: like, wooden box. It was like out of Indiana Jones.
0: Uh, that is amazing. Thank you uh, for sharing that. I, I am honestly tickled to hear what Brian's going to offer because he has to follow that. Brian, say hi to the people. Tell everyone what you have
2: going on. That is exceptionally unfair to have to follow that now, but hi, uh, I'm Brian, I am urban bohemian all over the internet. My pronouns are he, they, you can catch me on my own Twitch stream, or you can catch me Sundays on Rivals of Waterdeep, a long-running actual play, and um, that's it, I think. That's pretty good. I didn't get a list, wait. No, that's (laughs) it, I think, that's everything.
0: (laughs) And what is the wildest thing you've done at summer camp?
2: Um... Well, I was in marching band in school, so I w- went to band camp. I, I like most of my summer camps were band camps and they weren't really like camp camps. They were more a college campus would have basically nobody on campus. So we were able to stay. So it was like going to college. The wildest things I did probably, I would say, are somewhat classified, um, but I would Fair. definitely say definitely had a lot of um, a lot of sexual orientation realizations. Because, you know, you are essentially sharing bunks and showers with other people for the first time. And the most interesting thing that happened was one of my friends was going to the diving board to do a cannonball. And it was sort of a high diving board. Not like a high dive, but ladder, but not super ladder. And I did not realize it. And their cannonball landed on me in the pool. So that's, that's probably the most interesting thing. The wildest thing I've done at camp there's an after dark version of this podcast and I guess we can probably put it there. Totally. Totally (laughs) fair. Uh,
0: I, I didn't have a ton of summer camp experiences. Like I went to some, some church camps and some, some 4-H camps, uh, you know, week long things. And I had band camp as well, but it wasn't until like the year that band director got to the school was the first year we went away for band camp. It was always just in our small town on like the junior high football field. Uh, and there was one year when in eighth grade, I learned how to play the sousaphone in two weeks to march with the high school marching band because they had no sousaphone player and they needed someone. And well I was first chair trombone so I could read the music. So I was <laughs> I was taught to hold and play a sousaphone and to march eight to five step yep. in, in a week. I have.
1: No idea what a sousaphone is because I don't know why knowing a trombone
0: would help you know that. I have the no idea what it is. is the big is. tuba that that sits up with the bit with the big bell. Oh, the...
2: okay. I'm sitting here wondering how many how many things that that perhaps Tracy and I may have been drafted to play simply because of the size of our hands, <laughs> our availability, or our height in right. in school. <laughs> right? Can you physically lift this? Good.
0: <laughs> so here is the beginning of playing sleepaway the conversation role-playing is adopting the identity of a character usually one who is different from you role-playing may offer you a different understanding of yourself and your relationship with the world when we gather friends and role-play together creating fiction as a group that is a role-playing game like playing make-believe just like playing make-believe with friends role-playing games are a conversation the following description is from apocalypse world the philosophical forebear of this game You and the other players go back and forth talking about these fictional characters and their fictional circumstances doing whatever it is that they do. Like any conversation, you take turns, but it's not like taking turns, right? Sometimes you talk over each other, interrupt, build on each other's ideas, monopolize, and hold forth. All fine. The rules of Sleepaway are rules for that conversation. They help us settle disagreements about the fiction, suggest who can say what, and push our stories in specific directions. This game isn't rigorously structured or bound, nor does it belong to any one of us. It's a collaborative conversation between all of us. We're telling a story together. As in other conversations, it's our collective responsibility to maintain the tone and emotional intensity of the game, just as it is our responsibility to keep each other safe. Often in games like these, there's a game master who facilitates play. Sleepaway, like all belonging outside belonging games, has no such role. It's encouraged to have someone bring snacks, make sure the supplies are all there, and so on. But in Sleepaway, everyone operates on roughly the same page. How's that sound?
2: That does sound nice.
0: Brian, we're on a podcast. Oh,
2: (laughs) I was giving a thumbs up and that doesn't work at all, does it? No.
1: It sounds like a really great game. Like, like, this is like the first time I've heard a description of a game where I've really missed playing in person, you know? Yeah. Because this feels like a game where you should roll up with... You know, sleeping bags and, you know, some soda ready for the night, like a long 2 a.m. You're just going to fall asleep in the basement kind of session.
0: This game is is like designed to be played around a campfire. Yeah, that's its That's its perfect home,
2: which is already terrifying to me. So, yeah, no.
0: (laughs) Well, speaking of scary things, we move on to safety mechanics. This is a horror game. It contains body horror and explicit violence, including against animals and children. Sleepaway does its absolute best to hold compassion for any pain that might be brought into the play space, and your conversation ought to as well. Many tools exist to help you do so. One such tool is called Lines, Veils, and Highlights. But that is just one possible set of safety mechanics. If there's another that works for your conversation, use that instead, or as well. At the end of the day, the purpose of all these mechanics is to ensure that everyone is given the tools to act compassionately and support one another's experiences. In the same way you'd ask your friends before talking about something potentially upsetting, grant everyone the same courtesy in this conversation. Some lines are built into the game. Sleepaway refuses to be complicit in modeling toxic power dynamics between campers and staff or exploitative racism against indigenous people through the use of racist summer camp names and slogans. So, those are our two starting lines. On the side of that page, uh, page 16, it talks about what lines and veils are, and we're going to go and set ours up right now. Lines, veils, and highlights. Okay. All right.
1: What are highlights? That's a new one on me.
0: So it says in the description here, areas of horror you want actively explored.
2: Oh, okay. Those are like your wishes if you have them, yeah. Got you. Okay. Okay. It's interesting because I I generally, I enjoy the conversation about lines and veils it's just so often i play with groups that we are we know each other well enough or we know about each other even without having played together that it's not that necessary and of course right. now there's highlights in this game which is a horror game i don't like horror so <laughs> i don't know i <laughs> just say my highlight is i want us to all be happy <laughs> Insane. Oh no, that's see, that's <laughs> that's just gonna be situational horror where everyone's just saying really passive aggressive things. So they sound nice, but you can't <laughs> right. help but think that they're not being nice.
1: Right. Mm. Yeah. No, I would rather be chased by a guy with a machete than, you know, be negged in high school again. Like psychological <laughs> horror. So put that on the
2: highlights. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: given the nature of this game and, and what I'm generally comfortable with, I'm just only going to add one other thing under lines for me and sure. that's sexual assault. Yeah. Agreed. Cause that's never a thing that I want in any of my games. Yeah. So uh, if you've got other lines, just sort of state them out loud and type them in there. You never have to explain why you just have to put it in.
2: Yeah. I'm generally, I mean, for me, it's generally that like, it's a very clear, I don't know how to spell misogyny. It's probably not going to be a problem i can type i swear yeah no dickisms. completely agreed. pretty much pretty much like yeah. dr- being like being being rude and mean dramatically or appropriately or like you know i can agree that it's a summer camp kind of setting so there would be like teasing type stuff but in sure. general keep it you know yeah stuff that'll hurt all of us not not us individually right you know stuff that would sting everyone <laughs>
0: It's it's kinda like a, it's kinda like an iron netter reforged, right? The game's gonna be horrific enough. We don't need to include just make Right. Like I yeah, can't imagine exactly. I can't imagine
2: like being, you know, being scared scared silly by like an Eldritch horror and someone says something and you're like, Okay, look, I know we're fighting for our lives, but that was out of line. Like <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. Anything else to add?
1: Either of you? Uh no, that was that was I was I was gonna say the same. So that was okay. basically my only one.
0: Yeah. Cool. And then for me under veils, um, I'm just going to put sex, not that it can't happen between counselors. Sure. And I mean, obviously not between staff and campers right. it's under the other thing, but like, it's just kind of a fade to black thing. Like I yeah. need to get explicit about what's happening. Completely agreed.
2: Yeah. I would say I'm fine with it being a horror setting, which means horrible things are going to happen. But I would say again, a fade to black on any, overt descriptions yeah don't yeah
1: i'm not interested in doing saw
2: again oh goodness no (laughs) yeah although carrie always maybe but definitely not right yeah yeah uh
0: so so no overt (laughs) descriptions of gore or violence yeah okay like so we can we can say bones breaking we don't describe what it looks like yeah like
1: yes you know bones breaking not bones ripping through flesh you know what i mean that
2: kind of thing you have a talent for those noises that are accompanying those things please not (laughs) yeah no if yeah
0: that would all be in post and i generally don't go that hard (laughs) any other veils i think i'm good yeah okay and then is there any particular kind of horror we want to highlight I always like a chase. Okay.
1: You know, I always like when we're having to do something to like, keep the thing at bay. Just barely. We're just keeping ahead. We're just getting away. We're slamming doors. We're, you know, trying to, you know, desperately trying to start whatever it is that we're just trying to get away for, for, you know, so there's like that intense moment, but maybe not a final climatic battle at that exact moment. I just love a good chase. So that would be mine. Cool.
0: Brian, do you have anything?
2: Um, I like. I think I was gonna say suspense, but I think for this setting, it really comes down to um mistrust. Yeah, Mm. mistrust. There's a traitor in our midst, kind of thing. Yeah, or there may be it. You know, there may be a traitor in our like. There's there's just a there's a level of I don't trust that everybody here is out for everyone's best interest.
1: It could also totally like be a Breakfast Club setup where we're all just like you know. (laughs) Like, you know, one of us is the goth. One of us is the jock. We, we, we just don't <laughs> like each other going in.
2: I've definitely been to that camp. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. We'll see what that looks like when we get to the characters, but we have another section to read aloud first. Right. So this is playing the game. Making a heartfelt connection in the dewy field, glimpsing an unwelcome visitor in the woodline, stewing on unspoken thoughts while sunlight beats us all into stillness, speaking our fears over the fire, fleeing the monster wearing a friend's skin. These may be all part of a game, moments of our conversation. We add these moments by making moves. In this conversation, you, the players, will each take a role of specific characters. Whenever you want to take action upon the world or take your turn in the conversation, you make a move. Sometimes through your character, sometimes in different ways. Moves push the story forward and allow us to act upon the world. The most common move you'll ever make is take action leaving yourself vulnerable and invite the lindworm to act upon the group when in doubt make a move when you make your move name the move you're making follow what it says and add that to the fiction use other words to expand it maybe your move is the campers introduce drama and contention after you name it mention how there's a crowd around the nurse's office and mary is crying Everyone says that Mary is crying because Amber, the staff's favorite camper, attacked them with a knife. No camper describes it exactly the same. Each story is more gut-wrenching than the last. You can find moves on your character sheet, or on a setting element sheet, or in a ritual. You might find them elsewhere, too. Some moves ask questions, written in italics, and preceded by the word ask. These are asked between players about their characters, and aren't necessarily asked in-character. You know when you're talking to someone and suddenly realize something important that they're feeling that they're not telling you? That's what it is to ask one of these questions. There are three kinds of moves. Strong, regular, and weak. Strong moves put your character or other characters in a better position going forward. Weak moves leave you worse off or in a more painful place. Regular moves offer mixed results. You can't make strong moves all the time because you must spend a token to make a strong move. You start a game with zero tokens. To get tokens, you must make weak moves or engage in other characters' narratives by fulfilling their lure. Every character sheet has a different lure. You'll each read your character's lure aloud once you've made your characters. That all sound good?
1: I think so, yes. Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, yeah. So far, I'm getting it. Good. The The, the way this game is presented is very, very excellent in terms of, like, bringing everyone up to speed at the same time. yeah. Which is good because I've never run this either. Like this is I've I've listened to the one session on one shot. That's all that I've got. So we're all pretty much on a level playing field. Okay, good deal. So now we get to pick our characters. The options are the athlete, the counselor, the crafter, the fresh blood, the lifeguard, the ropes keeper, the song leader, and that is it don't think too terrible hard about these. Like, they all have really interesting things to offer and they all can play toward whatever sort of like personal archetype you're thinking of. So before we started recording, there was a lot of talk about himbos. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can you can be a, a the power of a himbo song leader. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like. <laughs> uh, just huh.
1: a dude with a guitar.
0: Yep. Yep. So once you pick a character archetype to play, then that paragraph that is underneath their name, you will read that aloud for our recording.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I am, I am drawn to the lifeguard right away.
0: That
2: just feels right.
0: Does that take away any option you were looking at, Brian?
2: No, I was, I, I was drawn to either the crafter or the song leader, but I feel like the crafter is interesting. Cool. Then I am
0: going to go, hmm, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep it weird, <laughs> and I'm going to go with the ropes keeper. Okay. Yeah. So Aram, would you like to go first, since you picked your, your lifeguard first?
1: The lifeguard. Some people might become lifeguards to avoid having to do the hard work at camp. This lifeguard is not one of those people. It takes a special kind of strength to be willing to drop everything and jump into the wave to save a kid you'd never met before. The lifeguard is here to protect their friends in the camp, weathering everything the universe could throw at them with the same dogged smile. The lifeguard is an unbreaking individual. Their power is in mutual aid, physical defense, and self-sacrifice.
0: So when playing the lifeguard, you're going to be playing to find out what aren't you willing to sacrifice. Are you actually selfless, or does your selfishness just look different? And will you leave the camp behind? Each of us are going to do this This following thing. You have all these sections. You get to choose all of these things for your lifeguard. Uh, so it's a name, a look, your gender, your childhood fear, an outside relationship, and what keeps you working here. And we'll stop at that point because asking yeah. the questions comes after some other stuff. Okay. So uh,
1: what kind of name are you going to pick Their lifeguard? It's going to be a short name, and it's going to be Chet. His friends call him Yeet. His nickname is Yeet.
2: I love <laughs> His it. Nickname is I love e. this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because he'll just like jump
1: <laughs> off shit. He'll just like leap off a cliff or whatever. He does a lot of diving.
0: Yeah. All right. Fantastic. What is Chet's
1: look? Chet is uh like he's a swimmer build, right? So lithe with like overbuilt shoulders and just killer okay. legs.
0: What about the, what about the eyes? So you pick from the four the four or five options yeah. that are uh listed there. Watery. Just like okay. the
1: oceans he swims wow. in. Wow.
0: Alright. So uh write down watery eyes and then uh lithe body. And what's Chet's gender? Chet is a just Chet,
1: Chet would refer to himself like like he's very, very ex, you know, accepting and open, but he would also refer to himself as like a dude when asked what his gender is. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, what uh, of, of the list? There, oh, oh, is there oh, sorry. Really I should just really pops look at that thing.
2: Here? I'm sorry. I should actually follow <laughs> the rules. The, yeah, and we're trying to go sometimes here. reading yes. the thing. We'll get to the not yeah, reading the thing later, help. but now, yeah. You
0: know.
1: oh, okay, <laughs> this is okay. Listen, hang on. Uh, you know what? Eagle. He's an eagle. Yeah. Nice. Okay, I'm following the rules now. I got it. Just don't nice. make up your own bullshit around. Listen to what
0: you're, <laughs> <laughs> to what you're told. Yeah, this, this isn't kill every monster. You can't make up your own bullshit. That's <laughs> correct. <laughs> <laughs> And then what is Chet's childhood fear? Oh gosh. These
2: are oh, good.
1: Jesus. Uh, mm-hmm. being excluded because whose isn't? So, so I'm gonna say being excluded because I gotta tell you, small insects that live inside your ears is something I can't deal with tonight. So we're <laughs> gonna go with being excluded. That's fair.
0: That's totally fair. Yeah.
1: He oh, he needs to be liked. Like he's one of those guys that like he's very he's very easy to like but he still really needs to be liked.
0: All right. What is an outside relationship that you have? This is outside yeah. of like the structure of summer camp.
1: A best friend who used to work here, like an older counselor who aged out, but was yeah. here my first year. So I was like a freshman and they were a senior, a counselor, but they kind of showed mm-hmm. me the ropes, took me under their wing, that kind of thing. Maybe had a crush nice. on them, you know?
0: Cool. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so so write down that best friend and give him a name.
1: Yeah, his name was Bentley. Came from a very rich family. They owned their own boat. He was Bentley. Was so cool.
0: Was his was his go to line? Want to go for a ride? <laughs> Why no? Want to go for a sail?
1: Oh That's my! Oh, yes. Okay. Oh
0: yes. Hello, that shit. Right. <laughs> and then what keeps you working here? What keeps me working here?
1: Mm-hmm. Kids, the friends, and staff, the land, the chance to say chance to save people he wants to okay. be a hero nice yeah
0: good old yeet mm-hmm. <laughs> hello heroes and welcome to the mid-roll heroes i don't know if you saw the announcement on twitter but our own Jeff Stormer from All My Fantasy Children is doing an amazing stream on our Twitch channel on Monday, May 16th. It is the Miracle Monday Super Stream, and it is a whole, whole array of superhero games. It's going to run all day long, and all of the donations are going to benefit Trans Lifeline. I am absolutely thrilled with what Jeff has put together. He has really been working so hard to get people that you're going to recognize and games that you want to see. And it's all going to be streamed on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash one-shot RPG, Monday, May 16th. Literally, you're going to be able to tune in all day and donate to Trans Lifeline, one of my favorite charities. So, mark your calendars. Again, I'm going to say it one more time. Monday, May 16th twitch.tv slash one-shot RPG, and you can help us support an amazing, an amazing nonprofit. Jeff, thank you so much for putting all of this together, and I absolutely cannot wait to see what that day brings. Speaking of Jeff Stormer and all my fantasy children, Jeff and Aaron just submitted a new piece of bonus content to the Secret Archive on the One-Shot Patreon. It's all My Friendly Chatting, which is a new series that they're going to be doing where you just get to listen to Jeff and Aaron hang out and talk about stuff. It's like the intro to All My Fantasy Children, but it's an entire episode's worth of stuff. Jeff and Aaron are an absolute delight to listen to, so if you are not already a supporter of the OneShot Patreon, go to patreon.com slash oneshotpodcast and subscribe for at least the $5 level. The $5 level will get you access to the Secret Archive, which includes a ton of bonus content, including an all-new series from Campaign Courier's Call. The World of Spear is one of my favorite settings that I've encountered in a long time, and I love what the cast there are doing. So, tons of stuff over there, $5 a month really, really helps us. It helps me be able to work for the network and it helps us do all kinds of amazing things like be able to support Jeff in the Miracle Monday stream. So head on over to patreon.com slash one shot podcast. And if you're able to give us some monetary support. Now with all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. So we will move on to Brian and the crafter. Go ahead and give that opening paragraph a shot.
2: There is magic in the world, the magic of the secret places that want to grow and thrive. All things are connected by this magic. Even the Lindworm, as horrific as it is, must be connected to this order somehow. The crafter is responsible for teaching arts and crafts to campers, but is more importantly responsible for cultivating their sense of magic and connection to the arcane. Crafters listen to the call of the universe and respond with their own creative expression. The crafter is a quirky individual. Their power is in the subtle magic of the world, information from the greater world, and skill at creating new art.
0: And as the crafter, you'll be playing to find out, does the magic care about you? How do you stay connected to the real? And what do you have to cope with? And how do you
2: cope? Okay, both of those last two questions are probably like get high, but okay, yeah.
0: fair enough (laughs) um what kind of name are you going to choose for the crafter
2: oh let's see (laughs) i think let's see a word that is not normally that is normally not a name because that's very that is a very like camp counselor summer camp thing Mm -hmm. yeah something like elderberry or some bullshit right (laughs) i yeah like i'm trying to think like for the arts and crafts teach like the arts and crafts kind of person
1: triangle
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh i know canvas because Ah, mm. yes the world is your canvas (laughs) i am merely a reflection of what you put on me yes Yes, so canvas (laughs) (laughs) hello i am canvas (laughs) i can just see every parent pulling up and being like no you're going home you're not staying here in the summer no (laughs) uh canvas teacher's name is canvas
0: yeah. <laughs> Describe your look, your eyes and your body.
2: I would say bright eyes and a body mm-hmm. built for listening. Such a fun I just love, I love the, I love how undefined that is. Yeah. And yet also perfect. So yes. Yeah. Pro tip. Everybody's built for listening. So it's great. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. What about your gender?
2: Ooh, these are really good choices. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. I'm going to go with Grass Lad. Nice.
0: What's your childhood fear?
2: Getting caught kissing someone you shouldn't.
0: Ooh, that is a good
1: fear. <laughs> they vary so much. Because like, one is getting caught kissing someone I shouldn't, and the other one is drowning in a lake <laughs> and no one can
2: hear you. The plot of Home Alone. Is I don't even like that's That's just, that is just like being abandoned. Okay, got it. <laughs> Being abandoned and having to fight for your life—that is actually a really good childhood fear. It really is. I, mean, I don't know if that's a. Chi- I don't know if
1: dying alone in a lake is a childhood fear. That just seems like a valid fear.
2: A lot of these are very valid. I'll be honest. Yes.
0: What is your craft?
2: Ooh. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, we will go with staring at fire.
0: That's the one that made me laugh nice
2: i'm trying not to make him too complex too complicated but uh those other ones that'd be really hard to teach after archery you know like
0: (laughs) (laughs) and that is where we will pause the crafter and we will now turn to the ropes keeper the ropes keeper tends to the rope courses the structure at the heart of the woods they are an enigmatic staff member one who prefers the company of the wooden beams and tall trees to the presence of other staff, or, heaven forbid, actual campers. Still, the Ropes Keeper is a vital part of the camp ecosystem and helps hold the entire community together with their stoic hermeticism. The Ropes Keeper is a distant individual. Their power is in quick movement, sudden shows of cold kindness, and the forest itself. I will be playing to find out, why do I care about other people? What drove me into the woods? And why do my friends keep me around? Oh. Uh Uh-huh. So for my name, goodness, I think I'm going to go with a name with power behind it. Shit, I'm just going to lean into this Spartacus.
2: But I am Spartacus, no,
0: I'm not. That would would do it. (laughs) (laughs) A name with some power behind it. Hmm. Spartacus the Ropes Keeper? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That sounds awesome. Yeah. So for look... I think we're gonna go with hardened eyes. Yeah. And a scarred body. Just a lot of rope burns. It's 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 rope burns on rope burns on rope burns. And like some of them like some of them probably look like self-harm at a glance, but it's really hard to tell.
2: Yeah. I'm getting the idea that ropes keeper has been has been at the camp for quite some time and nobody remembers exactly when they started, but they've always (laughs) been working here.
1: Right. They're always the first one there. They're always the last one to leave. Some people suspect they never actually leave. They just live there.
2: Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. For my gender, I'm going to go with a fox. Yeah. Uh, I was tempted by none of your business, but...
2: That is a good option.
0: <laughs> I think there's too much that's like present about Spartacus for their gender to not be anyone's business. Yeah choose how the woods first helped. Oh. Oh yeah. So yeah, you notice that I don't choose if don't choose a fear. Mm-hmm. So my my stuff is
2: this is different.
0: I was in love here once. Um how what w- what the impact of the woods is. Oh, cuz th- this this will be fun on a meta a metafictional level as I'm editing the show too. Reveal spoken lies with bird song.
2: That's cool. I'm now looking at the other. I'm looking at the other archetypes and the ones that don't have fears, and I'm like, oh, interesting.
0: And choose why I still have friends.
2: I didn't right. expect this game to attack me this soon in the play, <laughs> but okay, right? Yeah. Why does your weird loner self still
1: <laughs> still have friends?
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go with I'm there for people when it matters. There we go. That's good. Like they're they're all they're all good. Yeah. but I think that this one particularly fits. You're literally
1: kind of the hermit that people go to. Like if they need advice, they'll go seek you out at the top of the trees and talk to you.
0: Yeah. You you have to get through the ropes course to talk to Spartacus. Right. But you're a really (laughs) good listener. Really, really just (laughs) excellent at it. So now we move on to setting elements and rituals. The world isn't just our characters. It's also the misty lake with its splintered docks, the cool woods and the whine of mosquitoes, the sunny field. It's all the campers, those lovable weirdos. It's the traditions we've kept and those we've lost, and even the strange magics at the edge of all things. Whenever it feels right, pick up one of the setting elements and have it support the game. While holding it, you control that aspect of the world. Sometimes that setting element will be literal, sometimes it won't. For example, you might be holding the lake during a scene where no one's near the lake. That's okay. Setting elements are also metaphors for other feelings and moments within the game. It's possible to drown without any lake nearby, or even any water, both in life and in Sleepaway. Setting elements let you make moves beyond those available on your character sheet. These moves add to the conversation just like any other move. Setting elements never have to worry about tokens. Sometimes setting elements create characters. These characters should always have motivations and desires that tie into that setting element and its desires. A ritual may be started whenever you choose. Some moves or situations call for one. Rituals pause the normal structure of the conversation and briefly replace it with a new structure. The ritual may represent a game of truth or dare, a romp through a meadow, a quiet moment among friends, sneaking down a path, or crafting a powerful spell. When a ritual is happening only communicate using the moves printed on the ritual itself and the ritual as it instructs you to do so. Hmm. So that's basically how other narrative stuff happens that's outside of our control, right? So say, Ram, your character and mine are having a conversation, and Brian's looking at the setting element that he controls. He's like, oh, that would be interesting right now. Guess what? The lake does this thing Okay, that's on the lake's sheet, right? Right. And it, it affects the narrative because it's a it's a tonally appropriate thing to have happen. Okay. So to do that, we move on to the setting elements section. We each get to pick a setting element to, to hold onto that yeah. we have... For ourselves okay. at the start of the game brian since yours is just first in the list why don't you read uh the field
2: the field is young bright and full of life and victorious play it is here where young warriors play under the hot sun and where happy-go-lucky teens fool around within the shade it is a place for doing not for talking and its heart is the rhythm of movement and innocent joy the field is a place overflowing with energy desires decisive action movement fun happiness peace fast travel and community coming together the field can be many fields in the summer camp but it is always the field yeah
0: yeah and tips for using the field are to create invitations to play with animals with each other with the land reward action in whatever form it takes and ask compelling questions and build on answers on the answers others give Hmm. okay what two aesthetic elements do you want for the field there brian
2: Let's see. Um, <laughs> um, it should be dewy because nobody likes that. <laughs> <laughs> like not wet or damp, but just like dewy, like right. just just enough
1: and yeah, yep. slick with
2: moisture. Yeah. Okay, that's wow. <laughs> just trying to get the Tumblr crowd in here now. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with the aunt. let's see, uh, dewy and I'll say clearly loved. Yeah. It's a nice field.
0: All right, cool. Oh, huh, interesting. Uh, crafter, the magic says the crafter begins with the magic. Oh, oops. But should put it down quickly. So oh, okay. Well, what I think we should do is we've we've detailed the field now, right? right? All of these are present, so we should go through and and do all of these. Since you picked the stuff for the field and Aram, you chose the like, and I chose the strangeness. Aram, you can do the, the, the two aesthetic elements for the lake. Okay. And I'll do the two for the strangeness, yep. but as a group we'll decide on all the others. Okay. Sounds, Sounds cool. perfect. Okay, great. Then since we're just going we're just go, gonna go down in order since all these places definitely exist in camp. Who would like to read the woods?
2: Aram would like to read the woods. Alright. Fantastic.
0: Duh, duh, duh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the woods are an old place, far older than the camp and filled with the aching pain only acquired from generations of trauma. The woods are dedicated to revealing, opening, and inspiring, but are also apathetic and filled with the weight of its own memories. If you treat the woods with respect, it might respect you. Live within the woods, and you'll become one of its own. The woods are a mournful place. It desires to be left alone, to bring together, to heal, to talk, to reveal, and to live independent of cruelty and misunderstanding. If there is a ropes keeper, use their answers for information here. They should start with the woods. Otherwise, answer those sections and write them down yourself. Tips. Act quietly through framing scenes and asking a question. So I guess a lot of whispering in the woods. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Explore the... No,
2: don't whisper back. That makes it weird.
1: (laughs) (laughs) explore the majesty of something that has an emotional life independent from a human idea of feelings it's a hell of a thing to say mhm uh-huh. ask compelling questions and build on the answers
2: others give huh i i like that some of the some of the setting elements are sort of if you have someone playing this use, yeah, use them to help define these things yeah
0: yeah for sure so we're gonna use what I have done for the ropes keeper. Yeah. For the woods. That
1: makes sense. So
0: you two, each of you, pick one of those aesthetic elements. I think that okay. like when you think of of Spartacus, what do you? Which yeah. of these two like come to your mind?
1: Evergreen. There's a lot of those because they're all built like ladders. Evergreens are so easy to climb, so you can just mm-hmm. scamper up and down pretty much anything. Every single tree is you know, a extension of the sky for you. Nice.
2: And I think based on, based on Spartacus's uh, help and impact of the woods, I'm going to go with distrusting. Yeah. There's that's a, that's a good one. ram. Yes.
1: The lake. The lake. The lake is where secrets go to die. When it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, look, I've seen enough investigation discovery to know that that is 100% true. So 100% true.
1: (laughs) When it is present in the story, it seems to cover up and distort truth by swallowing it under the waves. Although the lake is not an agent of the Lindworm, it can often work in the Lindworm's favor, hiding its influence and putting others in danger. The lake is a hungry place. It desires to conceal, to feed on secrets, to smother, to kill, to grow beyond its banks, to seduce, to lure, and to keep the truth hidden beneath its waves. Anyone can start with the lake. Except for the lifeguard, <laughs> dun dun dun. Amazing.
0: We really should have read these we more closely. I read love this. this.
1: <laughs> yep. Anyone can start with the lake card, except for the lifeguard. The lifeguard never ends up with the lake unless it makes perfect sense. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Tips: Create good reasons for someone to either literally or metaphorically enter the lake. Be filled with the alien beyond what is expected. Ask compelling questions and build on the answers others give. So mm. I guess I need to pick a new car.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think. I mean, obviously, we're, we're Brian and I are both adjusting what we have. So when we get all these finally filled out, I think you can pick pick something new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So that, that way, we, that way, you have the full picture of what's going on. Unlike what we have done so far. Okay. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going
1: to jump. Did you
0: pick the strangeness? I did, but I have to start with the woods.
1: Yes, but you have to pick the woods. So I'll pick the strangeness because yeah. that okay, actually great. ties in well with the lake in general. Because I like yeah, because yeah. like when I'm thinking of the lake, right? What like I live by Lake Michigan, so I'm thinking mm. it is a vast lake because I've gone down there early in the morning around four a.m. when it's still dark, and there's this the long goes on pier. forever. Yeah, there's Jeez, and, and, the, and, the, yeah. and there's this long quarter mile concrete pier. It's about twenty feet wide. And it's about four feet up off the waterline. So if there's any waves at all, it laps over it, right? I walk all the way out and pitch black darkness and crawl up this little beacon tower and just sit there amongst the lake. And I'm telling you, if you, if your mind isn't right, right, the fear overwhelms you because it's because there's nothing, you know, there's something vast, yet there's nothing and it just messes with your mind. So that kind of feeling is what I want from this lake.
0: Nice. I mean, if anyone is not from the Midwest who's listening to this, you think about the Great Lakes and like it, it, it's, it's whatever, right? They're, they're, they're just, they're lakes. How could they, mm-mm, mm. mm-mm, they mm-mm. have power? They're strange. Yeah. They're, they are, they're old and they're weird. And I love them for that.
1: Yeah. And they know how weak you are and how small you are. They're not necessarily vicious, but. If you F around, they will remind you.
0: And it's it's different from the ocean, right? You'd mm-hmm. think the, the ocean has like a, a thrumming regular power, and the Great Lakes have waves, it, it happens, but there's something there's something unknowable about the Great Lakes in a way that feels particularly rooted to place, whereas the ocean's vastness is almost like the vastness of space. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Great Lakes are a vastness that you think you should be able to understand and you just can't.
1: Yes. That's a perfect way to describe it.
0: I, I didn't realize I felt this way about the Great Lakes. There's like that stagnancy yeah.
2: yeah. in lakes. There's, there's, you see it, but yeah. there's there will be a point of no going back. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, wow. Mm.
0: The
1: lake can be silent in a way the ocean can't. It can Mm -hmm. simply choose to make no waves whatsoever. You're in this gigantic body of water. You're a quarter mile into it and it's silent. You can just forget it's even there.
0: Yeah. It's wild.
2: Yeah. The tourist bureau is not going to take this. Okay. They are not going (laughs) to take this coffee. We're going to have to workshop this and do it again because this is not going to work out. (laughs) Lakes will consume you.
0: (laughs) Brian, after that uh, Midwestern diatribe that we just went on, uh, (laughs) what else is the, like, vast?
2: Yeah, I was going to say, after that, I can't not say vast. Then I'm going to go hungry.
0: Oh, yeah. I I almost said, oh, God, one of them's hungry. And then (laughs) you chose hungry. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Insatiable.
0: Very, very good. Yeah. All right. Here's the campers. Uh, I haven't done one yet, so I'll read the campers. The campers are a diverse body of fools, fiends, and toadies who love nothing more than to get up to terrible mischief and vex your existence, and you love every single one of them oh so much. The campers are young and full of confusion, but are always capable of more than you'd expect. The campers are capable of helping you and each other, but can never understand the stakes of the lindworm. The campers are a group of kind souls. They desire freedom, autonomy, space to make mistakes, parental guidance, Wisdom from elders, fun, jokes, and drama. The counselor never begins with the campers and should avoid picking them up. Tips, create lovable campers who even at their worst are relatable and reveal their anxieties and capacities. Be helpful when expected to be useless, but fail when it is reasonable to fail. Play, fight, bicker, run around, have feelings, and be honest. Ask compelling questions and build on the answers others give. Hmm. So yeah, for these, we... We don't have to like choose aesthetic elements. We just when when a camper comes up, like we make campers. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Whenever we need, whenever we need an NPC, we make <laughs> yeah. an NPC. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and exactly. And and uh, on page sixty three, we choose two genders, one from each column. Right. So this this camper could be an above coyote.
1: Right. Okay. Gotcha.
0: This camper is a feminine pill buck.
1: This one is definitely an ajar moth.
2: Yes. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Love
0: it. Great. The Magic. That sounds like one Brian should read. Yeah.
2: Oh, all right. The Magic is a force, something that pervades all of existence and inhabits the secret parts of the world where humans haven't been. To guide the magic is a process known as crafting, something that can only be done carefully and precisely. The magic is only as violent as its users, but it can also be a capricious and odd force. No one knows if the magic is real, but it feels like it is in its quiet and subtle ways. The magic is a tricky force. It desires stories, adventures, heroes, villains, art, beauty, joy, and above all, improbable coincidences. The crafter begins with the magic, but should put it down quickly. Tips for the magic. Oh, I like these. Push for odd coincidences and unexpected events that slam disconnected plot elements together. Every writer out there has just been like, "Wait, this is a thing I can do." Um, sorry, never discover whether or not magic is real. You help weave the story into something cohesive. Utilize that, and um, and yeah, ask compelling questions and build on the answers others give.
0: Nice. Hmm. Uh, so, since this is your thing, what two aesthetic elements uh, or visual metaphors uh, in this case?
2: I think we're gonna go with cicadas. And the moon. Nice.
0: And then we have the strangeness. The strangeness are the old creatures of the world who arrived to this barren earth long before we did and carry with them the rats and pests and squirming pieces of faraway lands. They have blood on their hands, but they do not allow it to phase them, preferring instead to dwell on what could have been. The strangeness knows about things they shouldn't and have many secrets and truths to offer, if you'll listen. Sometimes the strangeness is just a possum that keeps walking after getting hit by a car. Sometimes it is an entire commune beneath the hills with their own laws and a god made of broken concrete. They are not the lindworm, but perhaps they can help. Read the act instructions for whether or not the strangeness should be in play or if there's something else more explicit, such as a strange setting element found later in this book. Tips, be subtle at first, so subtle that people don't realize you're playing as the strangeness. Imply something larger that no one can understand. Imagine something more bizarre than you started with. Ask compelling questions and build on answers on the answers others give.
1: I like this one.
0: You're going to start with that, Aram. Okay. And then Brian and I are each going to start with the magic in the woods, respectively. Cool. So we need to add a few other things to the camp itself. Okay. All right. We've got the lake. We've got the field. We've got the woods are there any other things that we, we know that camps have that we want to make sure our camp has?
2: Like stuff?
0: Bunks and cabins. I was going to say cabins. cabins, mess hall. Yeah. Um, yeah. So why don't each of us just sort of add a thing? Um, okay. So just like copy copy one of the boxes yeah. and reduce the font size and we'll add it sort of to the the roundup of what's going on. Oops, Just so we've got shoot.
1: What did I do? Tracy I'm so sorry if you can make me a box
0: yeah I, I don't gotcha. know why
1: I can't make a box Thank there you. you go have thanks. a box thanks Tracy
0: you're welcome <laughs> and, and the, the, the irony of you like masterfully producing my twitch <laughs> I can't stream can't make a box is so delicious to me honestly amazing I'm, I'm i'm honestly sad that Dylan is not here for this because you are rarely if ever brought low in his eyes in any way oh he, oh he'd be oh, so he'll no. be so upset uh trading sailboats nice
1: yeah bug deuce yeah
0: you've got exactly the right idea i was gonna suggest that each of us give some details to our yeah to our locations uh that we have made for the recording purposes, let's just briefly talk about our locations. Uh, Brian, what did you make?
2: Uh, I made the cafeteria. So the cafeteria is the place where it's it's got the kitchen, so that's like the extra food. It's got the bug juice that every camp is known for, and it's got the contraband snacks for any camper that was basically bringing stuff in that the counselors were told they're not supposed to have. And it's probably also where the counselors hide their booze. Not that they would have booze because this is a camp. So there's definitely none of that.
0: Very good. Aram, what did you make?
2: So I picked a channel.
1: So down in this vast lake, the river that runs... That basically splits the camp off from the main town, right? That river Mm -hmm. runs into this protected channel that goes about a quarter mile out. Either side is beach. There's a lot of wave action on either side. But for that like hundred or so feet in between, it's usually pretty calm. It's very dangerous in that channel, though it's super deep. And they'll always kind of mess around by swimming back and forth across it from one of the long piers to the next. There's a bunch of training sailboats down there that the camp uses. There's a snack shack that's both open for like the regular beach participants because we'll run the snack shack and, you know, sell like Twix bars to the locals. But also we can spend our camp dollars there and get treats at the snack shack. Nice. And there's a lighthouse. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Did, did b- bury the lead on that one. Honestly. Yeah, oh, by
2: the way.
1: <laughs> by the way, there's a huge coast, a huge Coast Guard lighthouse. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I made the bunks. The bunks have eerily silent beds, doors that always slam, <laughs> and they're too far from the outhouses.
1: Always. Always. Every camp. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. We can add other like buildings and stuff as it as it comes up, right? Same, same way we're going to make campers, and we'll just give each one, you know, th- three or so details and put them on our, on our map there. Last, before we move on to the character questions, uh, this is the section called Channeling the Lindworm. It is the monster that makes the world bleed, with arms like tree branches and far too many teeth. There is always someone to profit from the suffering of children— The Lindworm is a shapeshifter, a skin crawler, something that can steal the skin of a human, flaying them alive, and live inside of it. It doesn't need to, of course. There's just something so fun about the way naked tendons dance before falling still. You do not roleplay as the Lindworm. No one roleplays the Lindworm. Instead, you decide the Lindworm's actions from its deck channeling the linworm's ghost hovering over the table. When it's time for you to decide the linworm's actions, everyone closes their eyes. Wait a moment and then open yours. Choose one of the top three cards from the deck and place it in a way that makes the linworm's meaning as clear as you can in front of a specific person or sitting atop the deck to indicate its general atmosphere. Afterwards, knock on the table and then close your eyes as well. Tips The Lindworm enjoys playing with its food. The Lindworm avoids hearts cards unless it has no choice. The Lindworm prefers choosing cards with a symbol of the current act on it. The Lindworm has no goals or desires beyond making people hurt. This is just a game to it. The Lindworm first kills animals, then adults, Then children. Then finally the characters. Always in that order. Ask nothing. Allow the cards to speak and destroy. The Lindworm is infallible and unrelatable. This episode of One Shot... Features music from the following artists. Meadow by Stephen Keach, Rapids on the River by Dario Benedetti. We All Have a Place by Curtis Parks. Time for Healing by Gold Coast. Breath of Life by Darren Cooper. A World Suspended by Brent Wood. Miles Away by Michael Bergoglio. Sandals and Sundowns by Cast of Characters. Curiosity by Shimmer. Asylum by Cody Martin. And Cobalt by Scott Buckley. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online, anywhere, at TheOtherTracy. Tracy. That's it for OneShot this week, but don't worry, we're going to be back next week with part two of our Sleepaway 2 series. As always, we finish up OneShot with a call to action, and Heroes, I'm going to ask you to head on over to FiveCalls.org and check out all of the issues that are there, and call your representatives to make your voice heard. I'm looking at the list of issues, and there's one that I can see that is near and dear to my heart, and that's to support working families with paid parental leave. Myself, my partner and I, as well, James and Mel, have recently had kids, and we, for my part, we were really lucky. My partner's work was able to give her some paid time and some paid leave, without which we would have really, really struggled. America is one of the only countries in the world that does not give guaranteed paid parental leave, and for Frankly, that's just ridiculous. If that particular issue doesn't hit it for you, like I said, there's 27 others that are listed on the site, and you can get the contact information for your representatives in both the House and the Senate, and you can call them because that actually moves the needle. So head on over to fivecalls.org, find some issues that that are important to you, and make some phone calls. Thanks, heroes. And if you liked this show you should check out some of the other shows on the One Shot Podcast Network. Shows like System Mastery. System Mastery is a delightful stroll through the history of role-playing games. Except that games are terrible and the hosts are real jerks about everything. Join hosts Jeff and John as they explore the weirdest games ever made to talk about what worked, what went wrong, and which Silverhawk was the best. It was Hotwing, don't even add us. Find their shows at SystemMasteryPodcast.com.
3: Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Join us in the muck at System Mastery.